Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Mindsets Podcast. I'm Angus Cook, I'm your host, and today I will be joined by my first guest, which is incredibly exciting. Before we get into the episode, I just want to talk to you about a service that I've become aware of. The service is called Shout. If you're ever going through a bit of a mental struggle or a problem that you're not quite sure how to deal with, you don't have to go through that alone. And if you don't feel comfortable talking to a close friend about it, a family member, or even talking to anyone out loud, you don't need to. You can simply text the word SHOUT in all caps to 85258. SHOUT is a service that is 24-7, it's completely confidential, and it's free. And what they'll do is they'll come back to you with a reply and they'll help you through your problem, whether it might be advice or just listening. You don't have to go through these things alone. Now, moving into the actual episode, I'm joined by someone today that I've had the pleasure of knowing for a few years and I've seen them achieve some unbelievable things so far and I'm really excited for what they're going to achieve in future. But the episode really enlightened me on some of the issues they've had as they've gone through the process to get to where they are now. Without further ado, let's get into episode two of the Mindsets podcast. So uh, welcoming on Dio to the podcast, um, someone I've known for a few years now. Um, really glad to have you on. Um, sure. Just wondered if you want to introduce yourself uh, yeah. better than I can do. Probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Adedayo Odelea. Um, currently defensive line for Houston Texans. Um, oh, I got to Loughborough. Must have been 2017. You grew up in Nigeria, yeah. though. Or you're oh, yeah. Nigeria. Oh, you want to go all the way, Let's go all all the way, the way back. back? All the way back. Yeah. Um, I was born in Nigeria, um, born and partly raised in Nigeria. Um, to a family of, I'm the youngest of seven, um, big, big family. Um, and then between the ages of like three and four, we went to Saudi Arabia for a bit. So I lived in Saudi Arabia for like two and a half years, um, <clears throat> which was an interesting, uh, an interesting uh, environment to grow up in. Um, and then. I mean, it, it was just very different. Like, obviously, I was young, so I don't really remember too much. Um, going, this, and you also have to imagine this was like back in like 2001 before they were, or where they were, I should say, quote unquote, less progressive than they were today. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there was a lot of racism, sexism, obviously. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, how it is today, but yeah, that was that was my, our experience back in. The, I remember that like, we couldn't even take like public transport to school. Like, we had to get um, like private drivers just because our parents didn't feel like it was safe for us to. How, how old are you then? Like three or four. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. so really yeah, uh, really really young. Um, but um, I also feel like, and then after that, after two and a half years, I went back to Nigeria. Um, I must have been like six um, when I went back to Nigeria. I stayed there for three years. And then when I was nine, came over to England. And um, yeah, I've been in England ever since I was nine. It's like 2006. Um, yeah, obviously went to primary school, secondary school, sixth form, university in, in um, Loughborough. And um, yeah, I think that's a pretty broad overview. Yeah, so you came, you came to Loughborough and um, you came to do engineering. That. Yeah, I do. I do mechanical engineering. Um, just when I was growing up, you know, I've always been a um, a restless kid. Yeah. 
as my mom used to call me. Um, and I also was very fascinated by um, like how things work and how to make things work. Yeah. Like efficiency, maths and physics were always my favorite subjects. Yeah. So um, engineering just really made a lot of sense for me. Um, and also um, I chose Loughborough specifically because they're a very good engineering school. Yeah. And also for the um, the sports aspects of it as well. Yeah. Because I knew, um, I didn't know which sport I was going to play coming here, but I knew I was going to play at least one and try out for a bunch. Yeah. And um, I um, I really wanted that to be part of my university um, right. experience. So when you, uh, did you play many sports as you were growing up? Before yeah. You I played as, uh, like, as much sports as I could get my hands on. I played um, football. I played um, basketball. Um, athletics. I was a decent shot put yeah. for. Um, 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 I think I mentioned basketball. I even did yeah. rowing. I did really? machine rowing. No, See, no I can, water rowing. I can kind of figure that. So for obviously the people that might be watching or listening to this, yeah. Dio is. I mean, you're how tall? Um, just over six five. So just over six five, but yeah. he's he's built right. Uh, so I mean, I wasn't always rangy. I wasn't always built. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Because like I was a, um, like I was tall, but like I was a, I was like a, a round, I was like much rounder when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like I, I didn't want to, I don't want to say fat, but I was a lot rounder. And I, I remember Your fluffy weight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was cuddly. That's what I called nah, it. Yeah, nice. Um, I remember when we, uh, when rowing came came about. I remember um, our PE teacher literally just chose um, like four of us. Like we didn't volunteer, we were chosen. Um, and the four, the, the three other guys that were pretty athletic. Um, as well and I was kind of like the odd one out because at that time I wasn't really I was still kind of growing into my body yeah and I remember like before so this was like with no training like right. no training at all yeah our PE teacher literally just chose the four of us um we went up to um to like regional like between the schools like around our area yeah. um to compete and I remember, like, before, because we've never seen each other row before, so right. no one knew who was good, yeah. who was yeah, good. Yeah. Um, there were 16 other people in the competition, four different schools, four people from each schools, and you had to row for five minutes straight, and whoever got the furthest one. And then before, like, we gone to, like, this is the day of the competition, the other three guys were, like, you know, like, making fun of me, like, oh, yeah, don't break the machine. Or like they'll fall off. Yeah, they all saying like, "Oh yeah." Like obviously, like as it, like we're all good friends. Yeah, like, yeah. It was course. like as yeah. a jest. Yeah. Like this was still when I had the weight on. So right. Um, they were all like, "Oh yeah, Dio, uh, you're gonna break the machine." Blah blah blah. ETC. Um, ended up coming first because they never, they never saw the vi- they never saw the vision. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> it came first in that competition out of sixteen people, and they went on to like compete against like inter region. Yeah. Um, came first in that as well. Um, and then we made it to the nationals, but we had an exam today, so we couldn't go. Yeah. So how, how old are you when that happened, that you can go? Um, this was during GCSEs. GCSEs. So I was like... So it's kind of semi, like, at, at the time, exams seemed kind of serious. Like, yeah. yeah did, you feel, did you feel like you were doing the right thing, or was it oh, kind no, of it, just... It wasn't even a choice. Like this, this was just for fun. Was it was it gut, like was it completely gutting, or at the time was um, it like, nah, I need to go do engineering. I need to do well in my GCSEs. I mean, before this, I, did, I didn't, I didn't even know if I was going to do engineering. But right. um, 
it, it wasn't a choice. Like we had to do the exams. Like it wasn't something that you could you could reset. It was just unfortunate because it, it wasn't it wasn't even one of the main exams. It was like a finance exams, right? Which is why it was on that day because yeah. it wouldn't have been. How, this wasn't even doing exam season. Because they wouldn't do something like this in exam season because they wouldn't be busy. So right. we had um, our school. We had like a um, like an optional um, module like finance. Right. Um, I see. Yeah, yeah. So it was one of those. Yeah, it was one of those. Um, we just had the um, the exam just fell on the same day. Right. And then we couldn't go. And you know, it's a good thing we didn't go because the other people in in the school, the other people that competed in our schools, yeah, that made it to the nationals, they went. And the bus never made it. The bus never made it. <laughs> they, were too, they got lost. <laughs> they, got, they got lost and they couldn't even do it. So, so was, that the, was that the end of your rowing? That was my only ever experience rowing. Only ever experience. Yeah, and, and never did it again. Well, I mean, I do it for like cardio here and there. But, yeah. So um, like you came to Loughborough. Loughborough, I mean, I don't know how good Loughborough University's rowing team is. Sorry oh, if anyone's was, watching, but I, like didn't, didn't fancy. Oh, no. Rowing is the hardest one I've ever done in my life. Really? Bro. Because cardio and. Like, run for Long five time. minutes straight is tough. Like, full out. For, well, it's it's more like full out for, like, two minutes. And then you're dying for two, two more minutes. Yeah, yeah. And then the last minute, you're just grinding through it. With kind of just, uh, just, yeah, like you said, it's a bit of a grind. Bro, kind of nah. And, and because it was the first ever time, like, I had rowed for five minutes straight. Yeah. I thought I was going to pass out. Um, actually, I have, I have an even funnier experience. So this was in primary school. Yeah. This was before I moved over to Kent. I was still in, um, in Sussex at this time. And uh, we had inter-house competition or inter-school competition with other schools. And um, I was, yeah, I think I was, this, I was in year six at the time. Um, I was, quote unquote, the most athletic in, in school. Yeah. One of the few black people in, in school. Right. Um, still pretty overweight at this time. And they chose me to do 800 meters. I have never run 800 meters in my life. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I was chosen. Well, I know I was chosen. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know who made the decision to, cho- to choose me yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, we're practicing. We're, and also, my school was quite a small school. We weren't very, um, not a lot of money. You know, it wasn't. Was it very much like a turn up on the day and run it? No, like prep or help so, with it. So this is where it gets funny. So we prepped. Yeah. Oh, how, we, did, we you, pre- how we, did you prep? We prepped. So we had we had a field. Our school had a field. Yeah. Um, and then obviously eight hundred meters, you just run around the yeah. track. Yeah. Twice. Twice. Yeah. It would only be twice if your track was four hundred meters. Oh, so you had what, like a three hundred? Two hundred meters track. Right. Okay. And wh- whoever was prepping us. T- t- Told us it was 400 oh, meters. No. So obviously all this time, like I remember we'd start after school like on a Monday, all the guys that were competing and here yeah, we'll just run the track. So I was basically prepped to run 400 meters. Right. And then on the day I got to the field and I was like, bro, this is massive. Yeah, this is a big, this is an 800 meter track basically. It was, it was, it, yeah. Like, it's I, what it must have looked like. I was like, <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'm running I'm running around this twice. Yeah. Because obviously fundamentals like my prep was I would basically just sprint well not sprint, but like semi sprint the whole way. Had you not clocked that you've been setting world records? Ah, we didn't even time. <laughs> we didn't time. We were just running. <laughs> we were just we were just running. 
So we were just, yeah. So we were just running twice around the 200 meter track. And then we go down the day, it was 400 meters and it was so confusing. I was like, bro, I never prepped for this. Like, yeah. So um, I ran once and I just stopped. I was like, no, I'm not doing I'm this. I, I, I've, done, I've done my, I've done my, <laughs> I was like, years. this is all you, pre- this is all you prepped before. And obviously I was, I wasn't as tall as I was, as I am now. Yeah. And I was still pretty bulky. It's like a lot of fat. So I, I was never built to run. Yeah. I was, I was more of a, even that I was more of a sprinter. I was never built to run 800, even the 400 meters. I wasn't built to run, but yeah, I literally just ran once. And I think I probably did well in the first 400 because in my training, I was just sprinting the whole way. So yeah, I just probably gassed everyone. Gassed, yeah. Everyone. And then after that, I was like, bro, I can't, I'm like, oh wait, I have to do one more. <laughs> So like, <laughs> like this whole no. this whole thing you've kind of spoken about being like cuddly, right? When you, were, when <laughs> yeah. you were, did that like I I don't really know. Obviously, I I met you when you were in your first year of uni, yeah, and you weren't cuddly then. So like, mm. did you or in, in my opinion, you weren't? Cuddly yeah. then. Did you start going to the gym before you came to? Uni? Yeah. So I started going to the gym like must have been like a year, maybe a year, a year before I went to before I got to uni. Yeah, like a year and a half. And um, uh, I remember actually the story that made me go to the gym. Um, uh, I remember those ones like my uncle from Nigeria, he was visiting us in this country. In, he was visiting us in England. And like I was walking up the stairs and it was like making fun of me that my thighs kept on slapping slap, really? into each other. And like that really just got to me. And uh, I think it must have been like a week or two weeks later. Yeah. Um, Sign up to the gym. Yeah, I luckily I had so there was um there was a guy that went to the same uh I think yeah, I think it might yeah, sixth form. Yeah, went to the same sixth form. He was he's called his, his name is Roshane, Roshane Johnson. He um at the time he was a well Wales under sixteen like rugby player. Right. Um he was yeah, pretty pretty decent at rugby. So he was absolutely familiar with the gym. He used to go to the gym. Um, all the time, like after school, so I were pretty good good friends. So I just started following him to the gym. Um, I think I must have went with him for like my first year of the gym was just me and him, um, just grinding grinding it through. When you look back at those sessions, oh, I mean, would you say that there's many lessons that have been learned since then, or would you say like they were pretty decent and no, <laughs> no, like. Well, first, I'll start from when I first got to the gym, I was struggling to dumbbell press 10 kg. Right. I mean, that's pretty normal. Um, I remember going in and having the same thing. Yeah. Um, but like, it was just like, obviously, Roshane was experienced at the gym. So he was doing like his 25, 30s. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I was just like struggling to to do 10s. Just the sort of wobbling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is expected. But it's just obviously with him doing what he's doing next to me, that just, that was kind of quite funny to me. Um, and I remember when I first went to the gym, I did chests like three times a week. Right. Um, just because I, I didn't want to, I didn't want, I didn't want, I didn't want to say I have man boobs, but like, I just wanted like. A more defined chest. Yeah, more defined chest. So I was doing chest, like, that was all I would do, like no legs, no nothing, just straight chest and biceps. In hindsight, um, do you reckon you would do that now with some of the knowledge you've got? Oh no, I love that. I feel, I feel like I, um, obviously I wouldn't advise anyone to do that, yeah. but I feel like 
Um, obviously, because I was going to the gym just purely for the physical, like, for looks rather yeah. than being Aesthetic. functional. Yeah. Yeah. So like that was good. Like it got me, it got me in, um, um, looking decent. And um, uh, yeah, it was a phase. Is a phase where obviously you don't need to go through, but I'm kind of happy I did, just because it allowed me to, when I did, in the end, start focusing on you know the um, functional part of the gym. I was like, okay, I've already done all the chest I need to do. I can kind of focus on something else. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember my my sessions used to be like three hours long. Yeah, I remember them. Oh, yeah, just long, long session. I used to think, oh yeah, I'm doing, but but now like when I go to the gym now, like I'm there for like an hour and a half, and I spend about twenty minutes warming up. Um, but just back then, I just used to do just three hours, like two and a half hours four three four times a week which whilst we're going to school and i had a job yeah um which obviously is not advisable but i feel like back then like i didn't know any better so well it sounds like because you were doing it for aesthetic and reasons and there were kind of jokes going around that it, it was something like yeah it was higher priority maybe oh yeah work and anything else yeah for sure it was like I, it was more of like i just had an image in my head and the thing the thing about me and my uh my my genetics is um if I hadn't like started going to the gym when I did, I would probably still weigh the same. Like I weigh right now maybe 130 kg. Right. That's about two hundred and eighty pounds. Um I would probably most likely definitely weigh 130 weigh kg. The same. <laughs> Just as it because I love food so much. Like I can't see myself not eating. So I'm really blessed that I discovered the gym when I did because it could have been so, so, so different. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, well, like I said, when I when I first met you, you weren't, you weren't, you yeah. looked cuddly in my opinion. Yeah. But then when I first met you, I was, I, I remember seeing you come into, so at Loughborough, there's the sports performance area next, next to where Powerbase Gym is and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. And that's where we do our recruitment for the team. So yeah, you pretty so. much walk in as a fresher and I remember doing it myself. Yeah. And all of the coaches, all of the current players will come over and they'll try yeah. and get you to sign up for everything. Yeah. So obviously, American football, um, for those that don't know much about American football, uh, everyone in the NFL is pretty much, like if you're, if you're six foot, you're really short really for the NFL I mean it depends on what it depends on position it depends on position obviously yeah. you've got like running backs and that sort of thing yeah D-line however there might be some people yeah. listening to this that have no idea what a D-line is so yeah before we carry on if you could give an explanation to someone that has no idea of the rules of I mean, football what a D-line is whenever I explain whenever I try to explain football to people that may not know what football is I try to explain in terms of the quarterback because everyone knows the quarterback everyone, everyone's heard of a quarterback and everyone's job is tied in to some of the quarterback does. Yeah. I always just say D-line, your job is just to tackle the quarterback before he throws the ball. Okay. So, effectively, yeah, in, in American football, there's an offense, there's defense. Offense has got yeah. this guy called the quarterback who gets the, the ball in his hands every play. Yeah. He's trying to move the ball into the end zone. It's literally... So you've, gone, you've gone too far in already. I They're going to try and score and it's basically you're the first guy that gets a chance to stop him. Yeah, yeah. So you're there now. Yeah. How do you go from Freshers' Fair to choosing American football? 
mm-hmm. away from rowing and gym and stuff like that. I mean, you've kept gym going. I think, I think I've overstated my, my rowing career. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, the, I mean, I mean, that it was, sounds that pretty impressive. That, that, that was never, that never was a consideration. First, like, as far as I'm aware, you were undefeated. Yeah, so, true. <laughs> so you got signed up to American football. Yeah. How uh, how did that all happen for you? Was it just yeah. for a bit of a laugh, or was it? Yeah, I mean, I I signed up to American football because I got interested in it. I think it must have been like the January of the year where I went to university, watching the Super Bowl. Um, like never played it before, and it was just always a sport where obviously I feel like I felt like I had the physicality um to play, and when I got to Loughborough, I tried out for a bunch of different sports for American football, I tried out for um athletics as i said i tried, i didn't I only tried out for like two sports, three sports, I tried out for American football, athletics, and basketball, okay, I was gonna do football. But, um, yeah, with the football, I knew I wasn't really that technical to do football. Right. And I didn't want to play, like, in, like, the team, the fifth team, development team. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't really too interested in that. When rugby, which is actually the sport where I thought I was going to go pro in, um, uh, I, didn't, I didn't end up trying out for rugby. It's just because, A... I um I knew even though I wasn't really looking at it past the pro st- like past university stage I kind of knew it was very very slim of me to make it pro. Yeah. So the only reason why I would have gone to do rugby would be to try and make it pro. But I knew like this it was slim chances of me making it pro in rugby and also um I feel like they would take it they take it like rugby is a very very serious sport. So like when I got to when I got to university, obviously I came here for mechanical engineering first and foremost, and then rugby, um, not rugby, and sports was just kind of like something to do on the side. Yeah. So I didn't really want to do something super serious, and I feel like rugby would have been too serious, and that was the same thing I had with athletics as well. Um, like when I went to the trials, when I went to 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 the meet, it was just the guy was talking like me like five times a week, like on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, doing this, doing this, and just felt like a bit too much. Yeah, psychologically, um, with the fact that you've come here to do engineering, which is no yeah. like, easy, easy yeah. task, and then five days a week while you're studying, and let's be yeah. let's be honest, you've moved away from home. You're kind of looking after yourself. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it was a lot, so I didn't really consider that too much. And then American football just kind of felt in that sweet spot, sweet spots of something where it's it's new, something that I feel like I would enjoy, and it wasn't something that was too time consuming. Um, and also, it wasn't something that was like super serious. Yeah. So like that's how I looked at it going in. It's just something I would just do for fun. So at what point was it? Because you you said that you thought you might go pro in rugby. Yeah. At what point in your playing career for American football did you think I might make some money off this? I might actually go it, to a professional level. It wasn't even me. Like it wasn't. It wasn't something I was looking to do. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't look to go to the NFL. I didn't look to go to the league. I was kind of recommended by one of the coaches on the team here um to go um to go into the international pathway program because one of the coaches knew one of the scouts um and then that's how i was kind of um recommended to the ipp and then we stayed in touch for a year the first year where they contacted me i wasn't eligible because you had to be three years out of 
um, out of sixth form. Right, yeah, yeah. And I repeated a year in sixth form. So even though I was of age, I wasn't right. eligible to uh, to go to the league. So I had to... Um, do an extra year. So yeah, I, this was doing this was doing placement. Right. Um, was it doing placement? Yes, this was doing placement, actually. Which is an internship for... Yeah. Know, so this was doing placement. And I remember that, obviously, I was keeping on the lawyer back then because um, I didn't really want to... Um, it wasn't really something I was... Like it wasn't. It was a long shot, so it wasn't something I was going to put out there. Yeah. And I remember there was one evening during placement, I was at the gym, and then I got a call from one of the guys saying, "Oh, we just realised that, um, yeah, you you've only just left uni, like you only just left sixth form, like, um, two years ago. So yeah, you wouldn't be eligible to go on this year. Um, and I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would have been picked to go that year because they were still going through the selection process. Um, so like I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed because I knew it wasn't anything. Uh, actually, I was a little bit because so essentially the reason. So I was, I think I was twenty one at this at this point. Yeah. The reason why I wasn't three years out of sixth form was because I repeated a year. Yeah. So I got through year twelve good. Yeah, I got through year twelve good, and then year thirteen, my grades were not it. Um, and then I remember my grades were were not good enough to go. Or, yeah, my grades were not good enough to go to a decent uni or to to go to a uni that I wanted to go to. And I remember I had a conversation with the head of the year, and he basically gave me like three options. It was like you can either use these grades to go to um, you know a different uni or a uni that would accept you. Yeah. Um, you can come back next year and repeat year 13 again. Um, so basically just forget last year happened. Um, repeat. Wait. Oh, no, 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 no. I messed up. This wasn't year 13. This was year year 12. Right. So this is the first year of sixth form. Yeah, yeah. The first year of sixth form. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, so we, we, I got my grades and then the guy was like, okay, yeah, this grade's not that good. Like next year, you can either carry on with these grades and try to go to a and try to improve it next year, but it said I got three years in a D. Right. So it was like it's gonna be tough to get into, it's, it's gonna be tough to get into a decent university. Yeah. Like even if you get all A's next year, yeah. Like you're still gonna end up with like probably all D's or um C's. Um so the guy gave me three options. He was like, Yeah, you either um you 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 either carry on with these grades and try and make the best of what you can do. You um, you can start six form all over again, and the one he advised me to do was to go to college, right? Okay. Because obviously, yeah. Because obviously, if you get three U's and a D, is it's it's they basically think you're an idiot. I mean, I genuinely, I've I've been there. So when I did yeah. my first year of sixth form. I did my mock exams in January and I yeah. I got three U's in my, well, four yeah. U's in my choices because first year of sixth form I did four things. Same, I don't know why I didn't then, do that. And then I went and did my summer exams, convinced myself it'd be fine, didn't work any harder, yeah. came out, I managed to get like a C or two C's and uh, an E. Yeah. And the problem was uh, in the university system is obviously you need your predicted grades mm-hmm. to get into your to university. Get, yeah. 
and my school I thought would be a little bit more lenient and maybe give yeah. me a B in the one I got a C in, but I they didn't. And so my path that I was I put down was mm. to retake pretty much all of my exams while I was doing my second year because I didn't want to wait another year. Yeah. So it's interesting that you went to Bro, that's college tough. to do that. So what you basically did two years in one? Pretty much. Yeah, that's tough. Um but for me, the reason why well, I didn't go to college. Like right, I stayed. Okay, you stayed yeah. yeah, the guy I was like, bro, so I'm not going to I'm yeah. I was yeah. like I was like, bro, I'm not going to college. Like I want to because at that point I knew I wanted to do engineering and it was very hard to do engineering B tech. Yeah. Um at university. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to college. So um I did what subject I did maths, physics, economics, and German. Um so I physics I got a D in. So I did, I stayed with physics, but I did, no, no, I started physics, yeah, I started physics all over again. Um, I picked up, I started physics and maths all over again, I should say. I dropped economics in German, and then I picked up chemistry. So I started, I started six from all over again with physics, maths, and chemistry. Um, and you ended up getting, what, two A's and a B. Um, which obviously worked out. And the reason why I bring that up is, obviously, at that point, when I got the call at the gym, I was disappointed that, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to wait, like, potentially an extra year. Yeah. And even though I don't know what's going to happen next year, like, yeah. they might have found a better athlete or they might have found better people. Yeah. So, obviously, there's that thing going through my head that, oh, yeah, you've missed a chance. Um, so, did it? did you find that, like, kind of fucked you up a little bit? Like you, you kind of started to see this vision, then it was immediately like taken away before you could really do anything about it. Or was it like, okay, well, at least they know who I am. Yeah, and you know, in hindsight, I think that probably worked out best because still back then, I was still very early. It was still like a very early stage in like American football for me. Yeah. Um. So like, I if I had gone that year, who knows what would have happened? And that was also the year that um covid here so i was going to come on to this so yeah covid year um all sorts of stuff i remember you talking to me about your ipp and how yeah. it was all getting messed up because every i mean let's be honest everything in the world was getting messed everything, up all yeah. the leagues were um there was talk whether or not things were going to continue or not over there yeah. i mean over here everything had stopped for us yeah and gyms were shut mm-hmm. i remember i don't know if you remember this there was uh in my house, I had two housemates. Yeah. We had a garden. Oh, yeah, I remember And this. we had probably the most, like, basic setup. Yeah, I worked out there one time. Out, out of, like, building materials yeah. and stuff. And Dio came over, and um, the bar could only hack, like, 120 yeah. kilograms. And so we were doing, I think we were doing, like, a leg day or something. And yeah, you came over did. and decided to just fr- start front squatting it. And, yeah, I mean, front squatting 120 kilos, especially for people that knew that to the gym, mm. is quite mad. Like, back squatting that, still relatively impressive for the average person. And you just walked into our garden and just started doing it yeah. in the middle of winter. Yeah, like, I mean, know. it was at that, at that stage. So this was fast forward a year after I received that call. Yeah. And at this stage, I was in like pre, pretty um, like constant conversations with the IPP. And I kind of knew I was going to be on the program. Yeah. Um, so... I needed I needed to work out. I didn't just want to turn up to the program out of shape. Um, obviously, 
not having to go to the gym, not having the gym to go to, because the gym came, they came back and then they shut off again. Um, and then I was in the process of applying for early status so I could use... Um, Special hours at the uni gym. Yeah, so I could use use, uh, use, the, use the gym as well. So um, I think that might have been, that might have even been before, I can't remember. But it was all kind of going on. At yeah, at the same time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I just, I just, at that point, I just, I just wanted to, wanted to work out. And I think that's probably the hardest, like for me, obviously COVID was a terrible thing. The whole thing that happened for me, COVID was a very, um, um, I don't, I don't say enjoyable because like, that's very, um, insensitive. I see what like, it was a, it was a time for me to focus on me. Yeah. Cause I was, so when COVID hit, I was in placement at BMW. Right. And then I got upon furlough and placement. Obviously, I was still getting paid yeah. like my full amount. Um, but I was furloughed for like two months, maybe three months. So like you two and a half months. But I, I brought a PlayStation. Oh, yeah. you still work and stuff, yeah. <laughs> I brought a PlayStation and I played PlayStation like all day. Yeah. And um, I also went to, because obviously there was no gym open. So I went to... Um, I tried first because everyone was doing the whole 5K challenge. So I tried that. And like I told you earlier, I'm not built. Not a runner. I'm not built to run 5K. So I think I did it once. And then my shin started hurting. My knees, my ankles, my back. So I'm like, yeah, never doing that again. I think I must have done it like 35 minutes, which sounds terrible. But for me to even finish it, I was impressed. Um, So I I took up cycling. Didn't work. Cycling for that long to lose like that much calories. Yeah. It hurt my bum. Like just sitting down for too long. <laughs> yeah. So that didn't work. So I just, um, I bought some, some kits off Amazon, went to the field and I did, um, did like some sprints. Yeah. Um, some chain of direction stuff. Um, very amateur, but I used to do that like five because I had so much time. So I used to do that like five, five times a week, which, in hindsight, probably really helped me a lot because at this point I've just been lifting, 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 lifting. Yeah, no love run. How to move? Nah, yeah. no love run. So that kind of allowed me to switch my uh, um, switch my focus from lifting to to running. Um, did you did you find through COVID that um, the way you trained took it away from being obviously you used to train for aesthetic reasons and you probably had some level of enjoyment in doing that. Did you? Yeah. Did it start to become more of like, this is kind of my job because this is how I'm going to get mm. to where I want to go? To be fair, I think, so the aesthetics reasons probably ended like a few years before that. Right. Like the aesthetics probably ended, um, yeah, like, yeah, like when I got to uni, when I started playing football. Because like, yeah, like back then I was already, I was already in like pretty decent shape. So um, I had actually started like an actual plan, like push pull day, not just chest push pull yeah. legs. That was that was my main. It was I remember my when I first <clears throat> got when I first focused my uh, my workout used to be push pull legs, push pull legs. Right. Yeah, that used to be my that used to be my workout. Um. So I think it was when 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 I got approached the first time. That was kind of when. So this is before COVID hit. That was when my mentality changed right. to, okay, yeah, we're not just going to go to the gym and just, you know, bench press and do some rows for three hours. We actually have to do some, some odd stuff, which 
like looking back on it now, like my training now is so different to how we used to be. Yeah, um, I wanted to come on to this. So for like myself, the way I train, um, obviously I used to play a bit of American football with you, but yeah. um, I have would say that I probably trained pretty wrongly for most of my time playing and even now yeah. like now I've gone back to push pull put uh push pull legs push yeah. uh, or general then legs so I kind of do yeah. like a full body day in between to like mix it up yeah that's what I find I respond best to but I'm not training for a sport anymore and I feel like yeah. a lot of people sometimes might go into a gym and think that that person's doing a really weird movement they don't know what they're doing yeah but in an actual fact would you say that most of your workouts now are kind of alternative movements um, I, I wouldn't say not most. Like I still do the the main ones, like bench, squats. I don't deadlift. Yeah. And I'm gonna start an agenda soon that you shouldn't deadlift unless you're a bodybuilder. I I completely um, agree because you're just putting yourself at risk of injury. There is the the return, and I'm not saying deadlift is bad for you. In I'm not saying deadlifting is inherently bad for you. It's just the 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 risk to return ratio is just so high that it's just not worth it. Like, I used to have so much back problem. And already as a tall person, I used to have so much back yeah. problem. Um, but yeah, like, I would, I still do the main movements. Um, it's just, I would, right um, more, now, I focus a lot more on, like, stretching, mm-hmm. uh, on warming up. Um, and I focus a lot more on the, like, connective muscles. Mm-hmm. So, like, not just, like, hamstrings, or glutes, but also like your groin. Um, Is that not- just so that you can physically? Because so we'll go. We'll, I want to talk about the the way that an NFL team sort of practices and trains yeah. for a week. But is that literally just so you can actually survive that week? Because yeah. the amount of training on field and in the gym, I imagine that it's not easy. To yeah, keep body working. It is, and also with with, with American football is because there is so much change of direction. Yeah, that. The one, the, um, so, like, thankfully, thank God, I'm not going to wood, I've been pretty injury-free my whole career. that four years old, yeah, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've been pretty injury-free. Um, my first year, I had groin problems because, obviously, I had put on all this mass on my frame, but I didn't know how to move it. Yeah. So, with all the demand and put on my groin in terms of, like, changing direction, um, trying to stay low, yeah, that was really something that my body had to get used to, and a lot of people like when you go to the gym, you just don't you just don't, you just don't think to train it um, because Would, you're just training. Do you reckon more people should? Is it something that like the average person that just goes mm. to the gym should maybe consider to throw in there every once in a while? Um, I don't know because I just don't think you need it. You ever need it that, that much? Yeah, not in daily life. Like you wouldn't. You wouldn't, like if I'm. It's good to do it. Yeah. Um, and if I was advising a friend, yeah, like on the plan, then yeah, I would include that. But if you're not an athlete, then yeah, you can just stick to stick to wanting to look good. Um, but yeah, that was really something that that was like the only main injury that I've actually had, and also my ankle stuff as well, um, which which has actually um ever kept me out of games, um, but. But yeah, just in terms of like how like NFL tra- team trains. Yeah, what's a Monday like, to Sunday? Let's say it's game week, so you've got a game um, and it's on some prime time on Sunday. Yeah. What does the Monday beforehand through to that Sunday kind of look like on like a summary basis of day? So if you had a game the last Monday, you'd yeah. have Monday off. 
um, I think teams change between Monday and Tuesdays, but in Texas, we had Monday off. But the one thing I really liked that we did in Texas was um, they gave you the option to either lift on a Monday or a Tuesday. Okay. So if you lifted on Monday, you wouldn't have to do it on Tuesday. If you don't lift on Monday, you can do it on Tuesday. So you can basically either have the whole Monday off um, and lift on Tuesday, or you can lift on Tuesday and you can come in later on. No, you can lift on Monday, you can come in later on Tuesday. Um, so I used to lift on Monday because obviously I wasn't playing. So, so yeah, so I didn't want to. You were practice squad, which means that you yeah. don't necessarily travel to some of the games, but you yeah. train with the team throughout the week. Right? Yeah. So yeah. Texas, though, we don't travel to away games, which um, I actually prefer. <laughs> um, just as a practice squad guy, yeah. If you traveled, you would still have to attend the meetings, do yeah. everything, like travel in the plane, you know, awkward seeing, awkward like, and then when the game comes, you just be watching. And then you'd have to fly back. But like, if you don't travel, then we still had a workout on the Saturday. But then we'd have, you'd have the whole, the whole weekend to yourself, essentially. Um, which, yeah, which, which was good. Um, but yeah, so because I was in practice squad, I obviously wasn't active on the Sunday. I wasn't playing. I wasn't like Sunday, I would just relax, just chill. I had to work on Saturday. So I like to work on the Monday because I didn't want to wait till Tuesday again till yeah. I worked out. And also, um, on Tuesday, Tuesday was the day where we watch our film back. Right. So, yeah, that lifts on a Monday. There's three sessions between 9 and 10, 10 and 11, and 11 and 12. Right. You can choose to go to anyone. Um, and then on Tuesday, um, I think there was offense and defensive. And then you go to whichever one applies to you. That was at 10 to 11, 11 to 12. And then from 12, well, no, that was 9 to 10, 10 to 11. And then from 12 to like four would have like means to watch the film, special teams film, defensive film, and then D-line film on the game that's just gone through. And then would have walk through to um, correct any mistakes or just to put it on tape um, to go over the calls that were called on the weekend. And if any mistakes was made to try and correct them. Um, and then, so that was the Tuesday. So Tuesday, if you don't work, if you work down on Monday, it would typically be from like 12 to like 5.30. Right. Um, and then you'd normally be, I'd normally be home by like 6.30. And then Wednesday was the busiest day. Wednesday was the fullest day, um, where you would, we would have our practice from eight. So I would get, I would get in the stadium at 6.30. I would get in, yeah, six thirty. Have breakfast, um, get rolled out, and then we have practice from eight to like nine thirty. Um, um, and then we would have a so Wednesdays it was only the active squad that lifted, right? So you basically have three hours between practice and special teams means at like twelve forty-five. Um, some people choose to go home. Uh, for me, I would get a massage because going home and come back just didn't make a lot of sense. So I'd get a massage and just chill and chill. And the, I'm getting a cold tub and just chill in the facility for like two hours. And then 12, from like 12 to like three or four, would have a meeting and we'll have a walkthrough. So this will focusing on the next game. And then Thursday was more or less the same, but it was the veteran, you know, the rookies and the practice squad that lifted on Thursdays. 
Whereas on Wednesdays, it was the veterans on the 53 that lifted. So Thursday, I would do our lifts. It was more or less the same day, same hours. Um, and then Friday, we call it Fast Friday, where it's basically just you're not running. Everything's like down-tempo, obviously trying to prepare for the game. Um, and everything's kind of like a jog through, kind of like a, draw, a jog slash sprint. Um, when is, where does Fast Friday come from? Then? Because they don't really want to tell you to slow down. Okay. But it's not like full speed. But it's just you still need to be fast. You yeah, still yeah. need to be like you know, you don't want to walk, but you don't want to sprint. So you have okay. to find the speed in between. And that that's the thing in the NFL is especially as a guy on the practice squad, is I play the defensive end and like the best player on our team is probably our left tackle. Right. So I used to go against him all the time. All the yeah, or like in um in scout in scouting, I used to be on the scout team, go against him. And like obviously I had to find the line between and he was always telling me to chill. Like really? LT. Yeah. LT was always telling me. Because he like LT I think is probably the best left tackle in the league. So like going against that week in, week out, that's another thing in itself. Yeah. Um, oh bro, he's he made me so much better player. Yeah. Like just going against like the best in the league. Um, that I feel like when I do get an opportunity to go against other people, I feel like it's going to be like, oh, if I've been going against LT week yeah. in, week out, then of course I can do this. Um, but yeah, he's like, like he practices real like, like easy. Um, he like, you know, goes through the motion. Um, and then on Sunday he turns up. Like he only, he only gave up one sack this whole year. And that sack was an Emmy, a mental error. He just didn't block the guy. He just oh, wow. he blocked down rather than blocking out. Oh. So he never actually got beat. So the just, whole year. Yeah, yeah. He never, and that wasn't our first game. That was against the Colts in the first game of the season. Does the wrong thing, pull yeah. back it, goes down. But like it was, it was made it worse. Error. It was a strip sack. Um, but yeah, that was that was the only yeah. like only time he gave up a sack the whole year. And he we went against him. We went against Miles Garrett. We won against um did we play the Raiders? Yeah, we won I think we played yeah, we won against Max Crosby. Um like we won against a bunch of studs, but he's like he's just built different. Um but yeah, so like if, the thing with like training with him was I always had to like try and find the line of okay, like I wanna look good on tape. Of course. But at the same move, time you like, move up that, yeah, that ranking. Like I wanna get noticed, obviously, but like at the same time, like I wanna be like a good teammate. Yeah. Like the one thing in in Scout is, or the one thing I liked about Scout, about going against LT, was you wouldn't really use like power moves. So like you wouldn't like bull rush someone. Right. That's a Scout team because that's how people get injured. And you just don't want to do that. So it really allowed me to work on my finesse move. Mm-hmm. And like, I was never like a finesse player. Like obviously my physicality is my, is my strength. So a lot of time, and that's one thing I noticed that I was doing a lot when I first got there was I was looking for contact too much. And when you get to the league, you realize everyone's strong. Yeah, you don't like you don't you're not you're, yeah, you're looking you, to get around people. Right? Yeah, like you're not just gonna move people against the wheel all the time. Like it's gonna happen sometimes. Yeah. But with me, I was always cause when I first got to the league, like everything was moving so fast. So like I just always used to revert to like how I used to play 
when I was back in Loughborough, oh, bro, we haven't spoken about Germany. And no, when I was in the, I know, when I was in Germany as well, like just looking, 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 always looking, like you know, to like grab the guy opposite me. Um, but like the one thing, yeah, it's like going doing scout team was obviously no power moves, so I had to work on that aspect of my game. Yeah, and yeah. it definitely wasn't there at, at first. Like I remember, like my coach, my coach. Um, at the like start of the season, like his his point, like his main point to me was he needs to see he's called it an identifiable pass rush move. Right. Okay. Because I just used to run to people and throw my hands, um, and that took like a it took a while for me to trust my body to trust that I could move how I wanted to move, um, and then eventually yeah, that came up. So yeah, like I'm saying, like finding that tempo between practicing hard and you know being a good teammate yeah it's probably like one of the hardest thing to do um in the league because you don't want to injure you don't want to injure your teammate no um because that's going to get you caught real quick like the game is already physical enough as it is um that you don't want to you don't want to be the one thing you don't want to do is like hold you don't want to do anything that's going to hold the team back um and then at the same time obviously i watched my reps with my coach and then if if I take it easy, my coach is going to be like, that's not good enough. Yeah. So it's always finding finding that balance, which I feel like towards the end of the year, I definitely got a hang of um, more. And um, yeah, it's something I'm looking forward to, uh, to going to next season as well. So it sounds like through this season, you've obviously learned like a lot of lessons, but there's quite a lot oh, of stress yeah. with it being your job and performing, performing literally being your job. You're obviously trying yeah. to move up to get into that, not, no longer be on the practice squad. You want to be in the, yeah. the game-based squad. Yeah. Um, but like how you're living in a country where I don't know did any family move out with you not move out but I was my girlfriend came to visit me yeah uh, a couple of times and my parents came to visit me as well So how, and also my cousin which I didn't know okay. <laughs> but my cousin lives in Houston oh really she goes to university in Houston so she was very very helpful with me moving in because I, I was able to use a credit score to get myself a car in my house so that really really helped me because when I got to America I had no credit card no credit score and even though, like, I would tell them, okay, yes, I'm an NFL player. Like, I had no, I still had no money. Yeah. So yeah. it was, it was tough for me. Like, it would have been very tough for me to get settled in if she wasn't there. How um, long did that period last where you, you had nothing? And obviously, you're still having to come up to speed with everyone else in the Texans. You're going against this, like, arguably yeah. the best left tackle in the league. Yeah. Like, you're doing that. You don't have a house. You don't have a car. I mean, the, the thing, the team really really like the team is very very good right. with sourcing the off-field stuff out so we i stayed or the rookies like i stayed in the hotel for 100 days yeah between may and when the season started started right. apart from like a month where we had a month break and i was back in england um but yeah i stayed in the hotel the team would show us to the hotel and back every day um and if i wanted to go anywhere else i would just uber it um, so I didn't really have to think of much of field stuff um, until I wasn't, I wasn't like comfortably because I couldn't get paid because I didn't have a visa was the thing. So, but then at the time, this was, this, this was during um, training camp. Right. I didn't need any money because we're practicing six days a week. You're just constantly 12, 12, well, 12 hours. There's no chance was, to go no, spend anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I didn't really need any money. Um so that wasn't really that wasn't really um that wasn't really an issue at all. Yeah. Um 
And yeah, so when I did get my visa, I got my back pay. Um, and this was like during when the season started. And then I did my my driving license test. Um, I remember I did my driving license test on the same day I had my first game against San Francisco. No, not the first game. My last game against San Francisco. So I passed my test. And then I got my first sack on the same day. I was going to say, so two minutes left. Two minutes left oh, in the no, fourth quarter. Don't remind me of that. I don't, I don't like to talk about that. Okay, well, well <laughs> what I'll say is two minutes left oh. in the fourth quarter, there's a guy wearing number 14 who now wears number 13 yeah. and had a pretty crazy season himself. I mean, offensive rookie of the year. He was offensive rookie of the year. Unfortunately, bowed out with an injury. Brock Purdy yeah. was your first sack. My first sack, yeah. How? It, was, uh, it was, you know, that, that drive was so funny. So... So the way the preseason work was the first team guys or the guys that were in contention to play would yeah. play the first half. Right. And then the guys that were trying to find their way onto the team and find their way onto the practice squad would play the second half. So the first half, yeah, I was on the sideline. For all three games, I would be on the sideline. And then the second half, I would come to the game, um, obviously switch, um, have a rotation going. And then this was in the fourth quarter. The game was nearly finished. Um, and it was like, it was a third down. It was like third and, it was third and long or third and medium. Um, I had a stunt going, uh, a game going with the guy to my, to my, um, with my tackle. I think we're doing an ET where I run up the field to make the inside move and then he wraps around behind me. Um, so I ran up, made the inside move. The tackle pushed me inside. Yep. So I fell down. The uh, nose tackle wrapped outside. It forced Brock to scramble outside. Go back out, yeah. The other, so I was on the floor while this was happening. Yeah, yeah. I'd played like a few snaps in a row. Um, and then the other defensive end has chased him. So I was on the floor thinking, oh yeah, they're just going to tackle him. So if you watch the tape, like I was literally on the floor for like three seconds thinking, oh yeah, they're just going to tackle him. And then I saw he escaped the tackle and it was running straight at me. <laughs> So I got I got up from from my prone position and I just ran straight to him and tackled him. It's the first tackle you see where where I get minus for um, for lazing around because <laughs> I was I, I got pushed on the floor. I was thinking oh, yeah, the yeah. other guys have gone and I was tired at this point. So yeah, so we so I got a sack and then it was like fourth and twenty, fourth and twenty in their own half. I was running off the field thinking oh yeah they're gonna punt it obviously yeah. Took my helmet off, celebrated with my team, did all that. Took my helmet off. And also the other thing is, so the um, the first team is like by halftime, they've already taken, like they've, they don't, they keep their jersey on, but like they know they're not coming back in. Right. So they've like shut down. They've got their helmet. They've so, got their, uh, so you're telling the me there's, there's a very head. limited number of D-line. Yeah. And, and I think there was, and the other, so there was, I think at this point there was three of us D-line rotating in. Right. The other guy got injured. Um, so, so, so there was two of us. So there's two of you and yeah. how many are on the field right now? So there was two of us in the field. So we got a sack. I, we, yeah, we got a sack. Um, ran off because it was fourth down, fourth and like 20 yeah. from their own half. Expecting think they're going to punt. I took my helmet off and then someone was like, Dio, get out of there because they're going for it. <laughs> Bro, I was thinking who you got, but obviously it's a preseason game. So if you're yeah. going to do it, you might as well do it now. And also we're winning, at this point, we're winning by 17 to nothing. So they're like, yeah, F it. Yeah, just just go for it. Yeah. So they went for it and then they got it. So I was thinking, oh yeah, yeah it's one down, it's 4 and 20, they're never going to make it. And then they get it. 
<laughs> and so then you had your moment. You're thinking you finally get a chance to rest. Bro, and um, I was, I was like, obviously, I was laying on the floor. Well, not laying on the floor. I was on the floor because I was tired already. Yeah. Got up, sprint, sprinted. It takes so much energy to sprint. Just to get off the pitch. Because I tackled him. The, snap the yeah, ball, like, yeah. I tackled him on the other side of the field. So I had to run all the way to the other side of the, of the field and then run back onto the field. So they got, they, they, they get it. Um, and then I went on to have um, 15 more plays. Like From that back, drive. Back to back yeah. to 15 plays in a row. I was like, if you watch the tape by the end, by like play eight, I was just walking off the line. Like I wasn't, there was no get off. I was in a two point prone, just walking, <laughs> walking nice. straight off the line because there was only two. And they, they even had, so the other defensive end, he, when you tap your helmet, it means like you want to sub. So the other defensive end, he subbed out. We had a nose tackle playing over the defensive end. Right. And then I was tired. And I looked to the sideline. I was about to tap my helmet for a sub. There was literally no one. Right. They even they they had one of the linebackers playing because oh really the nose tackle he he really like he, he took yeah. out as well. Yeah, so yeah. they had one of the linebackers playing, or they were going to bring in one of the linebackers to play to play defensive end. So I looked to the sideline, looked to my coach. I was going to tap my head, but it's just, bro, he, 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 in his face, it was just like, there is no one. Like, yeah, what yeah. are you doing? You just have to, you have to stay out there. So, um, yeah, I was, I think I was, and like to put in context, in, in, in a normal football game, you maybe have four plays in a row, five plays at max, and then you get subbed out. Yeah, I had 15 in a row. That was tough. Bit of a welcome to the league. Oh, no, that was tough. Yeah. So I don't really count that side because, that was an effort sack. Um, so until I beat someone with like a finesse move or like, as my coach would say, an identifiable pass rush move, then the hunts are still, still gone, which I'm looking forward to this preseason games. Because... you got an eye on any of the quarterbacks you might be going up against of who you would like to take mm, off as nah. There's no I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who were, go, who were playing preseason yet. Um, in terms of regular season, um, if I play in the regular season, that's that's still to be seen. Um, but yeah, it's just whoever's in front of me, really, truly. Like I don't really have a, I don't really have a name name in mind. Like obviously, t- just getting a sack in itself, massive. Like getting a sack in this league is not easy. Like if you think about who got the most sack in the league last year, like Nick Bosa, no, not Nick Bosa, who's um TJ Watt. Yeah, TJ Watt got like what? Like eighteen and a half. He was, like was approaching twenty. Around twenty. Yeah. How many pass? He had maybe four hundred pass reps. That's a five percent, like sack rate. It's not high. Like, well, I mean, that's that's the best as well. Like, and that's, that, that's the best. That's elite. Five percent is elite. The best. Like, yeah, yeah. if you get if you get a sack on five percent of the pass rush, that doesn't mean he's winning five percent of the time. No, he's probably winning. I think the elite in the league probably win maybe twenty percent of the time. Yeah. Of the pass rush moves. It's just things happen, you know, the callbacks get the ball out quick. Yeah. Um, they scramble away, you miss a tackle. But to get sack like getting a sack in this league is not easy. Like a lot of people say one sack equals one mil. Really? Like if you're if you're an established player, yeah, and you get five sack five sacks, it's in your right to demand it five year um five mil a year for your next contract. 
if you wow. get 10 sacks, it's about 10. Like, it's not obviously a one-to-one correlation, but there is, like, a very close correlation. So you don't, obviously, preseason might be a bit different in that sense, but you say you don't count your sack as, like, an achievement. No, 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 no. <sighs> you see, I never posted it on my, uh, I never, I didn't post it on my, on my socials. Because it wasn't, it wasn't something I was, like, it wasn't something I was super... It wasn't perfect. It's, it's not perfect. It was just... Listen, there was... Um, so, when, when after, after the game, we, we had... We, we, we watched the game highlights with the team and in the defense. And then they showed the sack in the defensive room. And then someone said, I'm the... F- oh, he's the first... Like, someone just said out there, like, oh, yeah, he's the first person to get a loaf and a sack in the same play. Because that's like literally like if you watch the video, I was laying on the floor for like full two three seconds because I was so tired. Um, but like it was an achievement. Obviously, again, your first sack in the league is not something you do. It's not something I ever envisage I would do. But you know, it's just for me. Um, uh, just because I know there's so much more to come. Like. Yeah, it was. It was just. It was just. It was just more of a TFL than a sack. Okay, so so I we haven't covered Germany. Um, oh, Germany. I'm, I'm aware that you had quite a successful year in Germany. Some of your, well, some of your stats that I I've, yeah. I've read. You let you were in the you were in like thirty four thirty five um, tackles. Then it was uh-huh. like it was something like fourteen tackles for loss. I could be butchering you here. I can't remember. I think you had like seven sacks. It was eight. Eight, okay, okay. Eight, eight sacks and then eight, yeah. you had a strip sack. I had two forced fumbles, one forced, one recovered. So I forced two fumbles, but the other team got one of the back. Um, Germany was funny. I mean, I only played, I played, I only played seven games. Well, I played seven games because I remember in, so we had two games and we had our bye week. Yeah. And in the bye week, I was doing some extra work, doing some hill sprints. And then I went up to this hill. I thought I had found a, p- a pretty good like patch of grouse. Yeah. Stepped in the hole. Like, and I was like, you know, power sprinting. It's like big, like aggressive steps. Stepped in the hole with my left foot. And then I fractured my ankle. Um, but I only missed one game. Because it was our bye week. So I had that week off and then I missed the game after that and then the third game which I probably shouldn't have played but at that point this was after I first got rejected in the IPP I knew I was in like I knew like I was there to get film to get tape so and there was only 10 there was only 10 games I have to get through it I was like I've already missed yeah I was like I've already missed one game like this is like opportunities for me to get good tape good film um, and then yeah, I played. I played the fourth game, and and then I missed two games because I had COVID. Yeah. Oh yeah. This one I missed. I had so I got vaccinated, and then I got COVID two days after. Yeah. I had to miss two games, um, and then when I when I came back, I hadn't practiced for a month, and then I played. Oh, I was so tired. Yeah, this is the last game of the season, so I was just like, effort. I think that game, I must have had like three sacks. Had you already been announced into the ELF uh, or European League All-Stars team? No, this was afterwards, which I wasn't even expecting. So, like, the season ended like 3rd of 
3rd of October. Uh, no, no. The season ended end of September. I believe, yeah. End of September, start of October. Officially, yeah, yeah. I was already um, prepping to get to, to, go, to go home like the week afterwards. And it was my head coach. Because I was in... The way the voting worked was... It was fan voted. Right. And at first, you could see the results. And a lot of the people that was first, second, third was just like German guys that didn't even play. Oh right, so it's just their but they just they just knew they just knew it. people, and I didn't I didn't I didn't even share it on my socials because I wasn't expecting like I knew I was good enough. I knew I was well, yeah, I knew I was one of the best players in the league, but I wasn't expecting to make it to the because I was like I'm not a household name. Like my numbers were okay, but they weren't like they weren't like amazing. What was very good, and this is it was a shame that this is tracked was my um, quarterback hits. Yeah, my quarterback hits was very, 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 very high. But dude, that's not something to track. But yeah, my sacks, like I had like eight sacks in seven games, a bunch of TFLs. Um, but I wasn't really expecting to make the All-Star. And then I was making plans to go home. And there was my coach that was like, nah, you should stay. Because I think he probably knew that. I think they basically just ignored the fan party. Right. So like, this doesn't make sense. Like this guy, I spent like two snaps the whole year. We hope they're not going to take him. So I think in the end, they kind of balanced out a little bit. Like, oh no! I think the coaches just decided. Oh, okay. Like they literally just they had to because like it didn't make sense. Right. Like some of the votes that was coming through just didn't make sense. Um. So I think the coaches, or maybe not even the coaches, someone in the league, just decided who the uh, the all star would be. Um. Yeah. Made that, and um. Yeah, that was a fun experience. Germany was fun. Like, the one thing I really liked about Germany was the gym. So, I used to go to Gold's Gym. Yeah, like, I remember uh, saying you did Yeah, uh, Berlin, we had a um, partnership with Gold's Gym, which best gym I've been to, hands down. Like, they had a, it was a CrossFit, it was, first, it was a commercial gym where, like, a good percentage of people there was on steroids. So, like, it was pretty, pretty beefed up. Yeah. And then it was also a CrossFit gym and also a boxing gym. So they literally oh, had, on. yeah, they, like it was a massive, like even, so they had an elite section where the people, which was different from like the commercial section. Yeah. So I was always an elite because that, that just had a lot of space um, for the things you wanted to do. Like I wasn't really interested in machines at this point because, yeah, that wasn't the type of training I was doing. Um, so yeah, it was an amazing gym and I used to be there like four or five times a week while playing. And training, but then obviously I was there to do nothing else. I had a lot of spare time, so um, yeah, Germany was a very was a very fun place, and it really really helped me, especially after you know the first IPP experience. Um, I kind of knew that they gave me some feedback, and um, I knew what I needed to work on, and I was able to work on that while I was in Germany while still playing and getting good tape. Um, so that definitely really helped me to get back onto the program. Um, yeah for sure so yeah germany germany was a was a, and you know i didn't I, I wasn't even sure i was going to go to germany because um at this point after the ipp said no i spoke to the guys i was like okay what's my best like course um moving forward to getting back in the program next year and they basically just said you need to play more 
Um, and I assume play probably higher level competition because as much as yeah. the guys that might be at Loughborough playing in that team now think you know they're doing well because they're winning some games, it's it's not oh, no. the same as like, getting yeah. prepped for the NFL. It's it's not it's not the same, but yeah, I just needed to play more. Like first, my first choice was like obviously I didn't want to go. Like I didn't really think leaving the country like made a lot of sense. So my plan was to play for Essex. No, not Essex. Essex. Exiles. You, you, you went to you went to Tamworth for a bit, but then I assume you wanted to no, go no. home and play. Yeah, because I would I would I wouldn't have been able to stay, so I was going to be at home. So my my plan would would have been to over the summer to work at Tesco and play at Exiles. I went to Exiles training um, once, which and I think it like, would have been it would have been decent to to do, but then I I didn't really put myself out for ELF that much. I got first. I got approached by. Poland. Um, I got approached by the team by the team of our Poland, um, and I was pretty sad that okay, yeah, instead of me working at Tesco and then playing for Exiles, I might just go to Poland, get paid there, and play high level football. And then I was gonna say yes to that um, until we came to the contract where I think they were offering like four hundred euros a month, which didn't really make sense to me and then Berlin got in contact and then they were offering double that um so yeah I went and I was also more comfortable going to Germany than Poland just because like a well never Germany going to Berlin the Walklaw Walklaw yeah um so yeah I went over to Berlin and that was that was definitely a, a good decision I feel like yeah, they could, that first year, you could tell like it was a brand new, like the league was good. The league, and I feel like the league is going to be here for a long time. Like they they really have the guys in charge, like Bjorn Werner, who just bought the, um, who just actually going, um, before this, uh, before last season going involved with Berlin. Um, he's also like heavily involved in like run of the league. Um, and the other guys there, you know, they do an amazing job on like social media. The TV coverage is very good. They have German commentary and English commentary. They even they even have the lines. They have coaches challenge. Um, like the league over there is really going to take off. It's got a real like fan. Um, the fans are really drawn to it. Over, like Germany, um, football in Germany is big. It's probably the biggest outside of. I would rival, yeah. I don't know how big the X League is over in Japan anymore. See, I was going to say, it's, it's, yeah, I was going to say it's bigger. Is um, I think the X, no, the X League is bigger, but it's on its way. And I, I think the, yeah, the X League is bigger through yeah. Europe is obviously going to make a massive difference. Yeah, for sure. So, and and I feel like a lot of t- like teams recognize that yes, players are trying to use because even if you like ex NFL players that have gone back, and the one I would say is um, Kafonte Turpin. He played in Poland. Yeah. Um, he played. Well, I say he played. He played one game and then realized. <laughs> he realized that yeah, um, yeah. This 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 isn't this isn't it. And then, but he still played in the in the ALF. Yeah. And then obviously he's doing this thing in the league, you know, pro bowler, which which is crazy. Um, but yeah, like a lot of players are recognizing that, uh, you know, it's actually a path to try and get back into America because you know there's yeah. the USFL there's the XFL but like there's enough players to play football especially even in Europe um, like they plan to expand the ALF up to 24 teams eventually 
which is going to be brave. There's going to be big, a London big, team big. as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is going to be good. Um, but yeah, that was a very good, good experience. And that got me back, or that helped me to get back onto the IPP. Um, Second time around, you obviously felt, I imagine, a bit more prepared. You kind of knew what um, you needed, worked on that. You had more tape. Was yeah, you, for sure. Like you confident? I was, I was confident. Um, and then you also have to look at, because there's only so much you can do. Um, like the first year, obviously, I didn't get selected, but I always look at that first year as I did everything. I, like there was, I wouldn't change anything. Like in terms of from my point of view, I gave everything I had to give. Yeah. Um, but it's just there were just some studs that first year. Like that first year is probably the the best group of guys um, that they've actually ever had on that program in terms of like everyone in the like the twelve eleven guys and everyone could have gone. Um, so I, I just kind of like, you know, looked at it from that point of view as to, um, why other people were chosen. And the second year also looking at the, uh, the competition, I was, I was, um, obviously I like in everything I do, I'm confident, but like I was, um, I was confident that that, that year I was going to go through. Um, but, and it was two, totally very, two, very different programs. Like the first year were IMG. Yeah. The second year were Arizona. It was two different, like it was night and night and day. But um, yeah, the IPP is great. You know, it's, the landscape on there is changing a little bit now. Like the program looks very different now as to how it did a few years ago. You know, positive or? Um, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Like, we'll wait and see. Like, they need, it, it needs to be, there needs to be like a clear definition of are we going to choose good football players or like good athletes or, or just like big, big human beings. Just there needs to be like a distinct. Yeah. Um, but then the thing is at the end of the day, like football is a tough sport, but it's hard to teach someone how to play football, but it's harder to teach someone how to be six foot 10. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, you see so, that, like the international player pathway program has got a history of taking people that are, usually end up playing D-line or O-line. I mean, yeah. I would I would still consider you a bit of a trailblazer from the UK going over to the US, but mm. you've obviously got F.A. Bada yeah. who has gone through the same program. Yeah. Like Have you spoken to him? Yeah, I, I spoke to him. Not too much. F.A. is a busy man. Um, but like when I've seen him in person a couple of times and whenever we're, we're together, yeah, we, uh, we speak. Um, but yeah, like F.A.'s career path, yeah, that's... If, have you tried to take anything from his career path to help you if, or are you just trying to do no thing? like Effie and I were, we're very very similar in terms of builds similar background um so his game is something that I watch like he got last year I think he got like five or six sacks which is pretty impressive um his game is something that I watch and I try to um envisage um but we've got like different skill sets even though we're like similar builds, but we move very differently. He's he's a lot like I'd say he's a lot more fluid than I am, and I am perhaps a lot more like power driven. Right. Um. But yeah, there's definitely some overlap in just because we have very similar similar physical physical attributes. Yeah. But like his career, like, well, he's been in the league for like what, like in terms of like active roster, like four five years now. Yeah. Like which which is not easy. Like the average NFL career is three years. Some are lucky to even get there, really. Exactly. 
So, if yeah, five being like that many years in the league is 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 very very impressive. So talking in terms of years, year one, practice yeah. squad, you got impact rookie of the year. Is that right? Uh, yeah. You got you got that award from the Texans. Yeah. What are your goals that you've set for yourself for let's take it up to three years? Oh, three years. So you've oh, done your first year. No, even uh, to fair with, with with American football and especially with the way the IP the international contracts are built, like it's it's very hard to look three years into the future because a lot of things is just how you hands. Like obviously, like I would say, I would I want to be I want to be playing from next year onwards. But the law of it is just so out of my hands because with the way the contracts works, like it, the team gets like an international player allocation, which is basically an extra player they have on the practice squad. And because most people, a lot of people that come through the IPP don't know how to play football, so they're learning. Yeah. So they're not really serviceable. But for me, I feel like I was, I am like a pretty decent player for the amount of experience I've had. So like, it was very easy for me to integrate. So basically the team basically got like an extra football player. For free. Yeah. Rather than a player where they would have to, you know, nurture and coach and And tell what's an over and under in like on, 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 um, on special teams, scout team, you know, I was, I was in most in like in every phase apart from, um, um, apart from um, field goal, yeah. But like I was in punt, punt return, kickoff, kickoff return, and like a lot of players, like if you're brand new to the league, like the team might not trust you yeah. like that much. So like with the way it works, is like they basically have an extra capacity. And it would be hard for a team to give that up unless you're very, very good. Because as good as I think I am, like, they can find another another D-line like me to feel the, to be in the team. Does that stress you out or does that drive you more than anything? Um, it doesn't stress me out because it comes with the plus and negative because... Because that part, that that um, spot is allocated for an international player, like so they can't trade you. Obviously, they can't trade you out and get another guy in. And say, yeah, oh, he's yeah, it's it's yeah. There's a there's a reduced chance of like you can still get released, like if you're a liability, you can still get released. Um, but it's less likely. Um, but at the same time, it's just you know you just have like a very low ceiling, um, for the year. Um, but it just the, the way I think about it is I just have to outwork that contract. Like I have to be good enough to where they'll be like, "Oh, we need this guy playing," or like our actual special teams. Yeah. Um, would you, so, would you have you adopted that mentality since you got there, or do you feel like you just had that the whole time in order to get there in the first place? Uh, it's a bit of both. Well, first you have to for you to be for you to be successful, you have to accept your role. Like, you have to accept that this is how the team, like, just from a business point of view, like, this is how the team views me. This is how I'm, I'm going to be used. And this is this is what it is. But at the same time, you have to be willing to say, okay, although I realized, like, yeah, there's, like, the business side of things, at the end of the day, I'm just here to play football. And the only thing you can do is just, I'll play that, con- I'll play, I'll play that contract. So, um, 
obviously I've got bigger aims than being or bigger goals, bigger ambitions than being on the practice squad. But at the end of the day, I know when the time comes and when the opportunity comes, yeah, I will be there. So um, the the one thing, like in terms of goals, like for the next three years, I just want to see growth. Like there was an immense amount of growth last year and I just want to remain on that trajectory, whether that's playing or whether that's being on the practice squad. Um, I just want to, you know, keep, I don't want to get stagnant. I just want to keep, keep improving my game. And, you know, get ready for when when the, um, the the opportunity comes. Well, I mean, obviously, me being one of well your first ever quarterback, I'm yeah. ecstatic to see how you're going and where where you want to go. And yeah. I think even if you're you're able to see the day to day growth from our perspective, um, we see growth just from some of the the clips and stuff we see. Obviously, we're waiting for preseason. I'm yeah, very, very I can't wait to preseason. I'm very very excited for what you bring this year. And, yeah. Um, Obviously, hope that you can reduce the two to three seconds on the ground to being maybe like one second. I mean, it depends. Game. If they have me out there for 10 plays, <laughs> <laughs> I can't make any promises. But, um, but thank you for coming on. Obviously, this is early on into the podcast. Hopefully next time I'm not looking for a room around and trying to squeeze you in. Um, and hopefully next time we get the opportunity to catch up there, we've got more to talk about in more successful stuff, more of your journey and your path. Um Obviously, if you want to plug anything in your Instagram, anything like that, feel free to do so now. Um, Since I don't even know my Instagram handle. There's an underscore in there somewhere, but I don't know where it is. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's somewhere there. I mean, I can tie, if you want me to chuck it in, I'll chuck it in the, yeah. the description or whatever. Um, go show him some love. Obviously, a bit of a trailblazer um, coming out of the UK. Hoping that this is definitely not the last that a lot of the people that are listening to this will hear of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you back and I'm delighted I actually got the chance to learn a little bit more about you than I than I ever knew before. So mm-hmm. big thank you. I feel like the people that have been listening and watching this um, will both know a little bit more about American football and a little bit more about what it takes to be a person in your position. Yeah. And see that some of the, the struggles that you mentioned even briefly, you know, you've got through and you're at where you are now um, on your journey. So... Um, if there's a takeaway from anything it's that everyone's got that those rough areas and it's kind of how you choose to perceive them and, mm-hmm. and you've always been quite a positive person and look past it yeah. to get to the next place so yeah and that's cool thanks for thanks for having me absolutely no yeah, problem it's probably feel like time flew when we were talking so yeah man. no it was awesome um thank you very much to anyone watching this obviously you've been able to see this uh it, it's on youtube if you are just listening to this um, you can find us on Instagram for updates, maybe some hints into who the next podcast could be with or even some further information from Dio or support mm-hmm. for Dio. Um, we are at Mindsets underscore podcast and the YouTube and the other social media is, is pretty similar to that. You can find all of that information in the bio and um, I look forward to the next one. Um, I hope you can join us for that and feel free to reach out to the show if there's anything you want to uh, like us to cover in the podcast perhaps. Um, Take care. Thank you very much. Good luck. Yes, sir. Um, and yeah, go fucking smash it, bro. Amen. Nice one. Yeah. Nice Thank one. you very much. Appreciate it.